minute story. That's not that long. You could you could tell a better story than that. I hope I, so. The I have a podcast coming out not Monday, but the following Monday that I did with a guy named Kyle. He's awesome. He's you. I won't tell you how old he is until after you listen, but mm-hmm. you'll think he's probably thirty-five. It was it was a great great episode. I like that young man. So pops, we're talking about business. We did a couple episodes back. Uh, let's see how many that would have been. I guess two two months ago on entrepreneurship, people who started businesses. We had mm-hmm. Vinny on here from Rocco's Donuts, which is a very successful donut gourmet donut chain up here. I can hardly wait to taste one of those. Oh. You can't eat a whole one. They're gigantic. They're so rich. They're not sweet. Noah, they're rich. I bet Noah and I could. Yeah, you is might be able to. Is it close enough we can ride our bike over there when we're there? Oh, no, no, no. You'd, it would, no. No, we'd have to drive for sure. Oh. We'd have to drive. It's it's at least a 25-minute drive from here, both okay. one of their locations. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it's at least that, that far. So no, there's there won't be any bike riding happening. But and then we had Amar on. Amar talked about his business and what it was like and the reality of entrepreneurship. And then here you are. You started your own business many, 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 many years ago. Ran it successfully for twenty nine years, right? Twenty seven. Twenty seven years. Ran yep. it successfully for twenty seven years. So w- tell us about what business did you run? and all those kinds of details. Well, the first business I ran was actually a lawn mowing business when I was 12. Doesn't count. Everyone has done, had a lawn mowing business at 12. I did, I did mine for three years. Well, I mowed a lawn and got chased by a black pit bull named Haiti. So, But that was our yard. I actually went out, I created flyers, I marketed myself to my neighbors, and then I went and shoveled snow too. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you walk uphill to school both ways? Well yes, because Wadsworth <laughs> Boulevard goes down and then back up. So you have it, to do it. That's true, it does. But um I think from an early age I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Um now you know, my business was your who was the second guy you had on? Amar. Amar, his business was very creative, and I think that was a true entrepreneur. Yep. Mine, kind of like the donut guy, is service-oriented. Okay. Yeah, what was the business? Mine was Neighborhood Electric. Neighborhood Electric. You were an electrician, and you renovated homes and wired homes and Mm -hmm. rebuilt a church. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had done a lot of things up until then, but when... You know, I ran, I grew up after, you know, after I quit shoveling snow and mowing lawns. When I was in high school, I worked for my dad at, uh, and I learned to run uh, heavy equipment, you know, bulldozers and, and such. And I learned to weld and I did that for a while, but none of that really satisfied me. But when I, the first time I, I put on tools to be an electrician was March 10th, 1982. And that was, it's really weird because I knew within a week that this is something that I could do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And how old were you? 
23. 23. That's at Piper Electric, right? Pardon me? At Piper. Oh, no. This was down in Texas. This was when I was living down in Texas. Oh, okay. I was living in Kilgore, Texas, because uh, I'd moved down there from New Boston because of a girl. But we won't go into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, funny, New Boston. And I'm in a Boston. I'm in old mm-hmm. Boston. Yep. New Boston is nothing like old Boston. No. no. Um, so you started in Texas. Yeah. And I worked every day for with, with my boss for a month. And then at the end of the month, he gave me a set of plans and a mm-hmm. truck. And I said, and he said, I need you to go 25 miles east of here to a town called Marshall, Texas, and wire these duplexes. Okay, hold on. Time out. Time out. So you didn't have to like go to school and you didn't have to take a bunch of tests and get a bunch of licensing hours or anything like that. Well, all those hours were counting towards my apprenticeship to but get a work, license. But did you have any training before he sent you for a month? Just a month. Uh, just just a month, month I spent with him. And then he, because now you have to get like a hundred hours at least. Uh, well, no, it's probably like 4,000 hours. Yeah, 4,000 hours to get a German. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to sacrifice an ox, and you need to memorize the neck 2025 book that you will replace next year, right? Am I am I saying all that right? It's gotten yeah. so... Co- I only know this because you're an electrician, so I yeah, feel like it's gotten so complicated. 2023. 2023, yeah. Every three years. Anyway... So I started working towards with the goal of, of having our, my own business at some point in time. This was when I was living in Texas, even before mm-hmm. I moved back to Denver mm-hmm. in uh, April of 83, 1983. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I worked for several contractors here in the city always learning, getting my life, getting one license. And then I got another, my journeyman's license. And then, um, I was working at Piper electric at the time and, uh, they had a job that they needed a master license on master electrician. And they asked me if I would go ahead and get mine. Yeah. So I went ahead, went down right after you were born. Mm-hmm. No, before you were born, I went and got my master's license mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> I knew that was the final step that I had to do before I could go out on my own. Um, again, we were, you know, your mom and I were working towards that dream. I was studying, you know, um, what I what I did was I I went in in May of 1992, mm-hmm. and I told my boss that I was going to leave at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And about that same time, your mom came home from the doctor and said she's pregnant with yep. Colin. Yep. So mm. I was going to say that had to have been right around the same time she knew that she was pregnant. Yeah. But we had this plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So, you know, I started a business. Keaton with a truck mm-hmm. that I bought for $1,500 mm-hmm. and 
$2,000 in the bank. That's all we mm. had. That's all you had. That's all we had. Wow. And I based that on a scripture, you know, because I live scripturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you should. From uh, Ezra. I, I, I Somehow I knew you were going to say Ezra. Is that your favorite book of the Bible? Um, you know, Ezra and Nehemiah both are just okay. really, they mean a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and Ezra's coming back from, from the capital city of Susa. Mm-hmm. And he says in there, uh, I was ashamed to ask the king for, for soldiers because I knew, I told him God would take care of us. Mm-hmm. I know exa- you have that highlighted in your Bible. Uh-huh. I've seen that highlight. Yeah, that that was the that was the impetus for, for the driving force for Neighborhood Electric was I knew God would take care of us. Wow. wow. And so I went in in May of '92 and told my boss at the end of the year I was going to leave, and his response was, "What can we help you with?" Wow. Most bosses would have fired me. Yeah. But we're done. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're done. Just go start your thing now. Um, but it wasn't that way. <clears throat> and I had met a general contractor uh, on one of the last jobs I did for Piper Electric, who was, uh, his son went to this private school, um, Stanley British Primary School. And he and I got to talk and stuff and, and uh, we came close and he said, well, when you start your business, give me a call because I'm going to have, I'm going to use you. Cause he liked my work at this school. And, um, so I did, um, I did some, some part-time work, uh, from May through, through December. And then, uh, January 1, 1993, um, went out all by myself. And... Yeah. Is that when, uh, mom had the note that said, we're so proud of you. And mm-hmm. it was written with like backwards letters in perfect handwriting. Right. Yep. Yeah, that was supposed to be me Good. from me saying we're so Good. proud of you. Good luck with Neighborhood Electric. Uh huh. So, he, I, go ahead. When you start your own electrical business, like, did you have a client, or like, was it that guy that you had just talked about, or was it? Yeah. Well, I I'd actually had mentioned this to several other people uh-huh. who I knew needed work done, uh-huh. and it just started. Yeah. Um, I didn't advertise. I did have an ad in the newspaper or the uh, phone book, the yellow pages, but it was a small one. Mm-hmm. Like when you first started. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, you had the t-shirts. I remember the t-shirts. I, I, I had t-shirts and I had I had a sweatshirt. I but didn't have the, any hats. The t-shirt though wasn't. It wasn't. That was later. Yeah, that was a couple of years later. Because I, I, I have this weird memory in the basement when the bar was still there, the big brown bar right. of you singing Build a Box as you were doing one of those white Build a Box things for your T-shirts. Like it's a weird, it's one of those weird memories from when you're like four or five, you're mm. like building a box for your T-shirts and you have the green ones and the blue ones and the black ones. Uh-huh. Yep. But that yeah. Yeah. And I bought sweatshirts for specific people that I wanted to give a sweatshirt to. Yeah. 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 That, that was my marketing campaign. Yeah. And it now, I, you know, 
you said I ran it successfully. I mean, I was in business for 27 years. Success, I don't know how you measure that, really. You stay, able, you stay afloat. I was able to pay us, and I paid my taxes, and I paid my material bills. Yeah, that's 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 all you needed. Because you didn't you didn't hire people. You weren't trying to, like, have... Well, I, I, I first I thought I did. I thought, because I, I was a, a friend of mine that... Um, asked me if I would um, wanted to put in a bid on doing houses out in Golden. And I remember you guys would come out and help me clean up my wire and stuff. Yeah. And um, so I don't remember now. Colin would have been about a year old when I started that project. So I, I hired two guys, two brothers, to help me with that. And over the course of from October, I mean, from March to October, um, I was paid somewhere around $60,000 and I had paid out over 62,000 in material and labor. Mm. So I knew that wasn't really what I wanted yeah. to do because they were, they were spec homes uh -huh. and I only had a certain amount of, I think I had three days, two days, three days to wire a house. Oh yeah. And so you had to uh, like go. Yeah. I mean, it was just blow and go. And yeah. You know, I never met a homeowner. I did, you know, it is just in that construction mentality, you know, um, and yeah, I didn't like quick. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't try to keep that going while I was also doing remodeling with this, uh, this general contractor. Cause that's all he did. I think yeah. we built three new homes in the 17 years we worked together. Yeah. But the reason though, that I really wanted to have my own business when I, what it boiled down to son was freedom mm -hmm. is when you own your business, like, a, you know, like a electric contracting business, you get asked if you, if you can do things mm -hmm. when you work for someone like, you know, I work for, for Paul now, mm -hmm. even though I have a lot of freedom with him, mm -hmm. I'm still told where to go. Right. Right. And, uh, so there's, there's a big plus to being asked. Yeah. Hey, do you think this is possible or wouldn't you have time? Could you come by and look at this and I want to do this? So, I mean, that was, that was free. That was very freeing to me, but also it was you guys. Yeah. Um, it just gave me, you know, if I wanted to, to take a trip, mm -hmm. I could take a trip. Right. You didn't have to tell anybody. Didn't except my contractors. I said, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be gone. What, I mean, is this a good time for me to be gone? And, and most of the time it was. Yeah. I, I don't know that your donut guy could do that. He might. Vin, Vinny. Yeah. He probably could now. I mean, that's a very successful business. Yeah, that's true. And, and they got, yeah. he, it sounds like he has a really good team. He has a great team. Yeah. He's, he's not like Amar couldn't, Amar couldn't take off without, without, but he was well, only couldn't take his work with him. Uh, yeah. I mean, and a lot of the people, people were remote anyway, but like he couldn't, he couldn't actually vacation, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, different kind of business. Yeah. But there, you know, there is the downside though, that I don't know that it's a downside. It's just part of being self-employed. Um, you are the business. 
and you're always thinking about the business. Right. Right. And, and that's hard to turn off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it was still worth everything I did. Yeah. Because I was able to be with you guys and I was able mm-hmm. to be coach. I was able to, to do scouts. I was able to, you know, vacation. Mm-hmm. I was able to, um, you know, pay for the baseball. I was able to sponsor the baseball team for you. Oh yeah. And I paid for tournaments. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you yeah. really? I don't think I knew you paid for tournaments. Yeah. I, paid, I, I was too I young. Paid. I just showed up. Yeah. You guys, I mean, and, and that's how we wanted it. We didn't want you yeah. guys to, to bury, to carry that burden. Yeah. At nine. But okay. So hold on. You covered a lot of ground here. So I'm going to back you up just a little bit. That's fine. Cause a lot of people, you know, starting a business is like a really, it's a high ambition for a lot of people. And there's the, I need to have this amount of capital, these kind of tools, these resources in order to start a business. And you started with a cheap truck and just probably the tools you had accumulated over the years, probably not everything mm-hmm. and $2,000. So you didn't start. And that wasn't, that wasn't business funds. That was personal funds. No, that's the business funds. Business funds. Okay. So you invested $2,000 of your own money mm-hmm. in, which in today's money would probably be what, like five to 6,000 maybe? Yeah, maybe. 40, yeah, 40 years. Yeah, so probably about, probably around there. Um, with Because inflation has been outrageous. So, um, so that would have been like, you started with very little. Okay, so if you if you were to say one bit of encouragement, other than the verse from Ezra, which is good, what would you say like to somebody who's ready to start a business, but they don't have much going for them? They don't have the resources. Maybe they have like something. I don't know. Well, start small. You know, I was I was yeah. you know working two jobs. I was working for Piper Electric and for Neighborhood Electric from mm-hmm. May 1992 through the end of the year. And you guys were little enough; you didn't know that I was gone at night. Yeah. No, and, I didn't. I guess we didn't know, like yeah. for dinner and stuff. Yeah, I, there were there were, I would work three nights a week oh, on business, on neighborhood electric. Yeah. Um, usually, you know, I'd be home by, depending on what the job was. Uh, there are times I'd be out till midnight. Sometimes I'd be home by ten. Oh wow! And then still have to go to work for Piper Electric the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. So that's where we got it from because we don't stop. Or we got it from the Murphys. Um, Both. One thing that, you know, if someone wants to start a business, you have to be totally upfront with, with expectations. Um, <clears throat> but I also believe if, if your mission is, is right, the numbers will take care of themselves. And I always felt that Neighborhood Electric was just was another ministry for your mom and I to do. Yeah. I yeah. had Bible studies with clients. Did you really? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, that I, sounds you know, awesome. Do you remember Samaritan Ministry? Yeah. There were times I would market for Samaritan Ministry with my clients, and they'd give huh. me checks for Samaritan Ministry. Wow. Well, that's you know, cool. Because I would just talk about what's going on in my life. 
Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of my clients gave us our first I Spy book. I loved I Spy books. Those are, really? Hey, yeah. well, tell them thank you. Yeah, and you know, several and years of my, later, some of my clients I had uh, for upwards of twenty years. Yeah, I wouldn't do work for them every year. You know, sometimes they'd skip three or four or five years, but it would call me back. Call, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's where you, your integrity and and uh, offering, you know, the little, the little thing that I had on my business card was meeting the needs of homeowners. Mm -hmm. And that's a great tagline. Sometimes that was shoveling snow. Cause I didn't want to track snow into their house. Yeah. Sometimes it was helping the, the lady of the house or whoever was buying the groceries, carry the groceries in. Those were just things I thought were important. I for also, relations. so I also have a memory. I don't know where we were. We were at somebody's house. It was like a backyard party or something. And somebody was asking you about some light fixtures in their home. And I think that's what it was. Um, and I remember mom, because I don't remember who you were talking to, what it was about or anything. And I remember mom turning towards, I think me, I don't know if Colin was there, but at least turning to me and saying, that's why your dad has good business is because he always does things for people better. And she said, talked about like someone would, she, I think she, yeah, she said someone would have come in here and charged triple what your dad's going to charge them. I remember that I, I could, it was, it may have been the, I don't know if you ever did anything for Dan Ducey. That's whose house I'm imagining, but yeah, I, I, worked, I helped Dan with his house. You did. Mm -hmm. It may have been that. Cause we were, we were there. I couldn't have been older than six or seven. Probably. I don't remember. Um, but okay. So there, there was that one. Then there's the other where you had you. So you went into business, you had the freedom, you were able to pay yourself. You didn't, you didn't necessarily grow the uh, the net worth or the capital gains or anything or the what is it the capitalization of the company, right? But it, it stayed afloat so you could pay yourself, pay your taxes, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't ever remember us. I'm sure it was the only time I remember it being tight is when you we had to go deliver newspapers uh, to pay for our sports league. But um, right. that was because there were th three of us in sports, and sports were like seven hundred dollars or something. Um, but I, I, I don't ever remember us ever being short on money, um, or anything like that. Um, but the big thing that I really wanted to highlight, because this, this marked and changed and probably set the foundation for me, Colin and Dylan, I don't remember you ever missing breakfast or dinner. I'm sure you did. But yeah, when I, you know, I did that cabin up in Granby or Grand Lake. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I for, Yeah. You did that. How old were we there? We were eight, nine. Um, you may have been actually, I think you may have been 11 or 12 when I did that. Oh, was I really? Yeah. Um, but I would go up on Monday morning, work Monday and Tuesday and come home and coach baseball, go back up Wednesday morning work Wednesday and Thursday, come back home. Yeah. And that and was like, I, what, a two hour drive. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I would coach baseball and then I would stay, I would stay in town on Fridays and Saturdays. 
yeah. So even then, it didn't feel like you were gone a lot. No. And how how long was that project? That was a three month project. Okay, so not very long, but so it wasn't like oh perfect attendance. It was a there was a high level of consistency where you didn't miss breakfast or dinner. Mm-hmm. So it was we, there was never a time where it was like I wonder where dad is. I don't re- I don't remember ever having that thought in my head. Right. I don't ever re- I don't have a I don't ever remember you missing uh baseball games, scouting events, wrestling matches. I remember you missing one award ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um and I remember because it, it was like I think it was my last one and I was like I was mad at you for it. And I was like dad doesn't miss anything. Um and I think that yeah, I think that's what it was. Um but it it was one of those things where I, I don't think I remember many of the lessons. Like I couldn't repeat them. Um, maybe I could, or maybe they're just in me and I repeat them all the time. I don't have Dylan's memory, but the big thing that was a marker for me calling and Dylan was you were just always around. Mom and dad yeah, were always yeah. around. I think one of the, the funnest things I got to do as being self-employed was when I would come, I would come to your school in Miss McCarthy's class. Uh-huh. And I would read you guys Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. I did that I for for you and for Colin. I forgot you did that. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Now I'm remembering. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um it was those things, those being present moments that like mattered. Mm-hmm. Um and there's this great proverb that says the glory of children is their fathers. Um as in like and I think that means like when children, the, the person they look up to the most as like a defender and someone with glory is their father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't, I don't remember what it says about mothers, but it says, don't break your heart. It does say that. Um, but the dads who are present um, matters a lot. It matters a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And where I'm currently located in Boston that I meet a lot of young guys whose dad, they're not even around at all. And you can see it in their eyes. You can feel it in their, like their spirit in their heart. They've there's, there's some key element that are missing. And they, these are kids with awesome moms. Like I know a lot of these kids and their moms are amazing, but dad's not there. And there's something in their heart that's like missing. Mm -hmm. Um, so one, thank you. We, we talked about that at, on the very intro pro- podcast that I did with you, but thank you for being present and uh, working hard enough to make sure we had enough money. Um, can you talk about maybe did, were you ever, did you ever have a moment where like things weren't adding up in the necessity to take care of your family drove you to like do to action, to do something? Um, or was it always just like, we're, you know, things might be tight, but we're okay. Yeah. You know, I think when there were some times we had, we, we struggled, um, Mm -hmm. money wise, I think it's when I, when I got out of my lane, when I, when I remodeled the church, I mean, that was fine. Mm -hmm. I should have stopped with remodeling, being a general contractor and gone just back to electrical contracting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so I, you know, I changed my, I changed lanes or I, started taking up the entire interstate 
um, that was that was hard on 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 us financially. Okay. And then hmm. 2000, 2007, 2008, I started getting a little too big for my britches, I think, and was not giving God the glory for the business. Hmm. And uh, you guys suffered for that. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. think I remember. No, because uh, I kept that from, you know, I, I was tired of working for Jim. Uh-huh. Actually, I was tired of Jim's clients thinking that yeah. they own. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that I should work on their stuff and not on anybody else's. That, and yeah. Jim and I had a disagreement about billing or pricing things. He thought that, you know, he should be able to price and I would just take his price. Uh-huh. And I had to explain to him, you know, no codes changed. My insurance has changed. Everything has changed. Yeah. We need, I need this amount of money. Uh-huh. And he would say, but I promised them. I said, well, I'm sorry. This is what it's going to cost. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got crossways with that. And that oh, was hard. Okay. That was really hard because we had done a lot of good stuff together. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Would not have known about any of that. Also, I was I was in like peak adolescence, and I couldn't yeah, see past you were, the tip of my nose. You, you had the blinders and the mirror. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you couldn't see anything except yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was you know in the, that year that um, I homeschooled Dylan his his eighth grade year. That was oh, that's that was, right. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done that, but it was for Dylan's sake. Yeah. And. Uh, so I miss I missed some work there that I shouldn't have, yeah. and screwed Dylan up in the process. <laughs> yeah, if it weren't for see. Colin, he wouldn't have graduated eighth grade. Huh? Um, pardon me. If if it wasn't for Colin, Dylan wouldn't have graduated the eighth grade. Yeah, that's what I, you said. Yeah, Colin got him through science. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan, I'm so sorry. Hey, he turned oh, yeah. out okay. Um, and then, you know, I think, um, when my van was stolen your first Mm -hmm. year of college. Oh, yep. That was, that was really hard on me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was like the third or fourth time, right? I feel like our vans have been broken into, but this time they took the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, I never really, we never recovered from that financially. Yeah. This was like what? $30,000 worth of tools. Well, it was 20,000 with. 21,000 with the van and and then there was a lot of materials. That van was probably worth $600 tops. Uh, It had to have been all the tools. Hey, that van was like your Lumi. How dare you? First of all, I don't even have a second of all for everyone who's listening. I drove a Chevy Lumina and that car is amazing. Uh, I used to drive it. I gave it to Dylan when I moved here. But uh, I never got got stuck in my van anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wow. Um, I drove it to Texas four times. Yeah. And then freedom, the freedom to do whatever you wanted. And there are, so one of those books I had asked you to read the, uh, the fatherhood book. Um, What was that author's name? Yeah, he talked, but he was in there in that book. He talked about, I think he, he had to call it fatherhood capitalism or something. 
it was basically dads, you should work for yourself so that you can be with your kids more often and you're not at the behest of some corporate overseer or something. Um, and I found that very, very interesting and also very daunting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the world is so expensive and the things you, that are, you pay for now that are expected, the cost just keeps going up. So like when you started your business, you didn't pay cell phones, you know, um, it's just, yeah, we have, I have a cell phone. You did have a cell phone. Yeah. Oh, you had a brick. That's right. Yep. Um, that's right. But you know what I mean? There's like extra cost to everything. So it's a little daunting and, but there's still that, I think, um, I think there's something about a man testing himself to see if he can build something that provides versus just going and get a good job. Well, you think about some, you know, how many years were we in agrarian economy? Forever. And, uh, you know, I think the industrial revolution was not our friend. It gave us a lot of things cheaply, but it also made slaves out of a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it is that, okay, you need to show up at seven o'clock and you're going to work 12 hours or six o'clock and you're going to work 12 hours. It's the only thing Karl Marx got right. It's the, the only, everything else was trash and hideous, mm -hmm. but he did get that portion right. I was listening to a a podcast today with Mike Rowe. He was talking to a trucker, Mm -hmm. an independent trucker who quit school at the age of 16 and uh, had his first child before he was 20. Got got married at 18, had his first child before he was 20. And he was was saying that his billable billable, uh, receipts for 2021 was $267,000. Wow. As an ind- okay. As an independent trucker. Wow. Dang. Do- so even if, and even if he only gets to keep half of that, it's 130 some thousand dollars for a guy that didn't graduate high school. Yeah. It's amazing. And he he actually worked for a union trucking company back in the 80s. He's uh-huh. a little older than I am. And he got in trouble with the union because he was working too hard. <laughs> yeah, they lose their leverage, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he was showing the other truckers up. Yeah. And, you know, I never worked for a union electrical company. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that gave me a lot of the freedom. And for all the companies that I worked for, I think I worked for four well, the last two companies, uh, Piper Electric and RNG Electric, mm-hmm. I was able to be the highest paid employee because of my work ethic. Yeah. Wow. I'm the highest paid employee in my current company because, well, number one, I have a master's license, but number two, I get requested by contractors. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. And so he's able to, Paul, my boss is able to charge me, charge me out for more. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, that scripture you mentioned a couple of Wednesdays ago um, from Proverbs 24. Mm -hmm. 
Do you see a man skilled in his labor? He will work Proverbs 27. Pro, I think it's 27. Yeah, I think it's 24. Uh, I'm Googling it. Okay. Anyway, whatever that scripture is. Do you yep. see a man skilled in his labor? He will work before kings and not before common men. I took that to heart. Did you really? I love that <laughs> proverb. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I remember I would go speak to small business classes at Red Rocks for Eric uh, Rogers when he taught uh -huh. there. Yeah, and yeah. I would quote that scripture. I said, whatever you guys do in your small business, mm -hmm. do it with excellence. Yeah. And create that niche market for yourself. Yeah. Amen. Hmm. So maybe I should start editing my podcast and get out all the mistakes. Nah, that's part of my brand. I'll add I'll add some intro music or something. Uh we were both wrong. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. It's the last it's the last it's proverb the last in verse. The yeah. Is I don't know. In two kind of looks like seven. So But that you know, that's an important that's an important verse to me. You know. Yeah. To be I mean, because it it calls you out to excellence in whatever your job is. Whatever yeah. you know, if you are working for for somebody, do it with everything that you have. Mm -hmm. I think. And so you know, so you mentioned tithing on mm -hmm. Monday when you're talking yep. to Dylan. Yep. So I was working for this little company down in in Irving, Texas, when I lived down there in 1976, 77. <clears throat> I drilled circuit boards for calculators and watches and things like that when they were first started being made. And I remember in uh, we had a fundraiser at church, at South MacArthur Church of Christ in in uh, January, and we wanted to take out a full size ad against some of the pornography industry in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was huge even back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And I was so brokenhearted because I couldn't give to that. I thought I couldn't give to that. Right. So I went home that first Sunday of January and I said, and I just prayed, I said, God, I want to give you the same amount that I pay for rent, which was $144 a month. No one get depressed by what my dad just said about that cheap rent. We live in different times. It's okay. No, but see, I was making $3.25 an hour. Nobody celebrate what my dad just said. <laughs> but so I set up a plan over the next four months and for what I, what I thought I should give. And I increased it so much for money each week. Mm -hmm. So that by May, I was giving what my rent was. Wow. And I never got a raise. <clears throat> wow. Amazing. But I also never missed a meal. It's really yeah. weird, like you're talking about mm -hmm. on Monday. Yeah, really the numbers weird. stop adding up the same. Yeah. You can't explain it. But what God did do is bless the company because we had a profit sharing plan. Yeah. My June profit sharing check was $1,500. Wow. Wow. Dang. Being self-employed, I had the freedom to do a lot of things for people. Yeah. That wow. blessed me. 
Yeah. And I, and, you know, and I believe that God took care of us when I remembered that it was his, his business yeah. and his ministry and not mine. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I was going to, I was going to say something else, but hold on. Yeah. Just a guy that, yeah, I went to college for six months, one semester. I was 28. Preaching school, right? No, I actually went to UCD for one semester. Oh, that time. But didn't, didn't you go to preaching school for like six weeks? Six weeks. <clears throat> and why did you drop out? I was getting headaches. Oh. Actually, it was because uh, I could tell that I really, as much as I thought I wanted to be a preacher growing up, I didn't want to be a preacher. Yeah, you got to. I wanted to be able to do ministry on God's terms. Yeah. No, no additional comment from the clergy over here. I can't, I cannot confirm or deny. But you, you, I mean, you have been, become what you've become with no schooling. Yeah, that's true. I read a lot of books. Yeah. 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 That's true. So um, if, if you are willing to do, to work, to do the work. Yeah. You can be successful at these things if you're doing them for the right reasons. Yeah. Amen. Totally. Um, you said, so I wanted to make a comment on excellence. And this is just something I think I'm learning, it, like really, really learning. You can't do something excellently or with excellence if you're in a hurry. And so if you find yourself in a hurry trying to get through something that is in front of you, you're probably going to cut corners. And it's good to just like either like set it to the side for a second or go for a walk or like you've got to slow yourself down if you want to try to do something with excellence. You don't have to like be slow and lazy um because there's still like deadlines but there's something about that in a hurry mentality that robs you of excellence and it just makes you like in, like i don't know when i try to write quickly i'm just all over the place i'm scrolling up and down the page trying to edit but also write and edit and forgetting where things are and um so if you got it if you want excellence you got to take your time but then the other thing um, going, going way back, I think there, there is something to knowing that you have to take, if you work for somebody else, there's not, I don't think there, there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. I work for somebody else right now, but there, there is something where you feel like you're at the mercy of the person over you, mm -hmm. um, or out of control or you're dependent. And I think, I think it does something to the soul of a man where he need you, even if it's not your career, you need to find some place where you are like you have full ownership over it and you're fully responsible for it. Um, and only you have no one you can blame, no one you can point to, no one you can complain about because it, it makes you walk a little taller and it forces you to, like be actually a man of character if you understand like, oh, I'm finally, this is something I'm actually responsible for. Does that make sense? Did yeah. I say that clearly? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like what Paul says in Colossians, whatever you find to do, do it with all your might and to the glory of God. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, but you, I mean, whether you're whether you're making widgets at the widget factory or being able to preach or teach mm -hmm. what is that class you teach 
C- uh, CLA. Yeah. What is that again? It's the Connect Leadership Academy. I'm one of the teachers. Okay. Yep. Your your the people over you have expectations. Yeah. You have to exceed those expectations. Absolutely. With yes. with with your own expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, we used to have a there was on that one of the job sites I worked on for Piper Electric, there was a sign in the construction trailer. <clears throat> why do you think you have time to go back and fix it if you don't do it right to be, to begin with or something like that? You used to say that you can do something. Tw- there's two ways to do something. You can do it right or you can do it twice. Yeah. And and actually, there I worked for a contractor uh, right when, when your mom and I got married, North Valley Electric, and they had a policy that if we screwed something up, they would pay for the parts, but we had to go fix it on our own time. Wow. So you learned not to screw up. Yeah, you have to do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think one of the one of the kids that worked for me was the boss's son. And uh every mistake he made on the job, I'd make him do ten push ups for it. Was that Josh? No, no, no. This oh, was somebody this else. This is the boss's kid. His uh, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking of some yeah. Uh I was thinking Josh Southern. No. Um but you uh, the, do it with all your might. I have this like unspoken kind of rule in my mind when I go into wherever I'm working or doing whatever, where I'm like, I'm going to try to do this better than whoever's like at the top. Mm-hmm. Like I want to actually, I want to be the best. That's what I want. I want to be the best. I want to be seen as the best because not because it's necessarily feeding my ego. I hope not, but it's like, it's a driver for me to try to excel and to work hard. Like I'm going, I want to be the best. That's what I want to be. I want to be the best. <clears throat> it's how I push myself to excellence. So I've always, I think I've always been that way. But baseball, football, like I want to be, I wasn't the best at football, but I tried really hard. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what do you think? What kind of an employee for his dad do you think Jesus was? Wait, wait, hold on. What'd you say? How good of an employee do you think Jesus was for Joseph? Oh, probably the best. He had to have been. Should we expect anything less from ourselves? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Should excel. I see that in Dylan. Excellence? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he really concentrates on and and goes the extra mile like when he was in fraud department over there at first bank yeah you know what a what a job and how long did he do that two years two or three years yeah it was a while and yet you know he kept getting raises and and people would get mad at him because he'd get a raise and they wouldn't and but he would do the work mm-hmm. yeah he got raises everywhere. Collins that way too. Mm-hmm. He, he talked about it on his podcast. That well, the one that we had done together. Yeah, very, very amazing. Well, we probably need to wrap this up. <clears throat> People who are listening, you're going to hear this later when it's probably like early in the morning. But for where I am, it is late, and it is time for me to wrap this thing up. 
So Pops, thank you. Do you have anything else that you would like to say to the people listening? If you have it within you to be self-employed, be self-employed. Wow. Damon, that's great advice. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this version of the Man I Want to Be podcast. Do us a favor, share this with a friend, leave us a five-star review that helps us out a lot. You can also uh, subscribe to this podcast by hitting that little bell right there, and it'll give you a notification every time we publish an episode. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.